Okay, here we go. The Ben and Mega Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Ben and Mega Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Episode 101. 101. It's like introduction to podcasting 101. This is like the first time we ever did a podcast. Smitty? We've come down here 101 times. I know. And no one's fallen down. I know. We welcome all of our thousands of podcast listeners, and we ask that you subscribe to our weekly efforts to amuse and entertain you. These These are not particularly diligent efforts. But their efforts, you know. Have you noticed there's um, there's a change this evening? Change in what? Well, oh yeah, there's no Ben here. There's no Ben. Where's Ben? God knows. But isn't it better without him here? I mean, all the farting he does. <sighs> it's the Planet Mikey podcast. <laughs> we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on CLNS. We're on Mudhouse Media. Where else are we? Okay. It's been, it's been back? No. He recorded that before he left. Please follow us on Twitter, at Planet Mikey, for all the news and information you, you so need. Uh, and we want to thank, uh, once again, our tremendous stable of sponsors over the years that we've had. Actually, it's been almost two years, you know, since yeah, we started this podcast. I think it was late November, back when? in uh, 2018. Is that when you went out to the Shining Rock uh, Golf Club? I should say hello to the Shining Rock Golf yes. Club. They're going to be closed tomorrow due to cold weather, but that's one of the most fabulous golf courses in the in the entire state of Massachusetts or the Commonwealth. Describe a moment um, on the golf course, one of the finer moments. My finer moments? Yeah. Huh, that was easy. It was the time I took a backswing, and on my backswing I hit a bird. He was flying by me, and I hit him in the head, and I got a birdie. <laughs> And everybody was like, that's really the most cool birdie I've ever seen. <laughs> the bird didn't like it very much. Well, yeah, this is a real birdie, though. It's yeah. Good. I said, hey, birdie, watch out. Welcome to the Beak Leagues. Oh, we want to thank my grandma's coffee cake for sure. Now, why? Because they have been so, they have been a, a, a supporter of my broadcasting career for the longest time. And I have been such a huge fan of the my grandma's coffee cakes, as I've said a thousand times. They're the best in the world. And if you try my grandma's coffee cake and you don't think it's the best in the world, you let me know. I'll buy it from you. How's that? Think of all of our guests we've made happy with those those cakes. They, our guests love them. And our thanks to Bob Cates and, of course, the amazing Kathleen. Kathleen, who gets emails from me saying, can you send a cake to one of our guests? And she takes care of it. And, they, and they're and they always happy. They're always so happy. Is that even that guy in Germany that... Uh, yeah. That, yeah. 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 The German cake eater. That's What was his name? Klaus von Kekita. That, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. He was funny. Remember? Yeah. I said, so you live in Germany? He said, yeah. I said, do you do any German accents? He said, Colonel Hogan. <laughs> Anyway, my grandma's coffee cake. <laughs> they're probably really busy because they get Thanksgiving, Christmas. They're they're going to be swamped with business, but they have. It's because it's the greatest coffee cake in the world. Mm. You can call one eight hundred eight grandma, or you can go to mygrandma.com and look at all the delicious flavors. Uh, Will Noonan, who was on last week and very funny, uh, wanted a blueberry cake uh, or a chocolate. Remember, he said or a chocolate one. Yeah, but I think uh, then he he defaulted to the blueberry. So but you can, know what? You can't go wrong. Everybody, Howie Carr, every guest we've ever had on this show has been so happy about the My Grandma's Coffee Cakes. Yep. So hello to Kathleen 
And uh, and hello to Bob Cates, who's a nut. I love talking to that guy. He's a crazy. He's crazier than me. Bob Cates. Yeah. Yeah. But what a cake! All right. So now, I just want to throw this in before we start the show because we have news headlines here. My uh, former producer on my television show at NECN for six years was Eric Evangelista. Yeah. And he's Italian, but that's beside the point. He's a very funny guy, and he really carried that show. You know, I, mean, I didn't do anything. I just came out at 11 and, okay, let's go. He took care of everything. Well, now he's a, a hotshot New York syndicator producer guy of big epic things for many, many channels. And uh, he's, his latest is Deaf U, Deaf University, a very, very unbelievable series he's got. He also did uh, Amish Mafia. So Eric Evangelista one time, I'm on the set, and you know how they talk back to you in the IFB, your earpiece? Yes. I'm on the set, and he mentioned, uh, I, I said, where were you? You weren't in the, in the control room. He said, I was in the men's room doing a Sergio Mameso, which is a hockey. Now, these are all hockey names. He said, I was going to take, take an Alexei Zhitnik, but I decided against it. And then we went back and forth with hockey names. Darren Pupa. These are all these are all fecal <laughs> hockey names. Miroslav Shatan. It's spelled like Satan. So you got Momeso, Shatan, Zhitnik, and Pupa. And tell me that doesn't sound like <laughs> a, law a, firm. a lower GI problem. <laughs> We're trying to get Eric Evangelista to come on a show because he'd be a great guest on this uh, podcast. But uh, he's hard to pin down. He's very busy. He may have Mikey stories. He's got little twin kids. They're adorable, and he, but he doesn't have time for us. And, you know, hopefully when he gets – maybe he'll come up for Thanksgiving. I don't know. We'll see. Right. So we have the bell out now. The bell is an indicative of a, a change of topic or a, a swerve in the road, and Ben was supposed to be the bellboy. That was Ben's job. Yeah. I mean, he, in fact, he volunteered for that He job. said, I want to be Big Ben the bellboy. That's what he said. And guess what? Did he bother to take my – Bags to my room? No. no. He's no bellboy. He's a, he's a, whoops. No, I'm doing it by accident. So anyway, oh, where, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. The Alexei news. Zhitnik. Yeah. Uh, oh, the news. Time for the news. I'm Ed Potter reporting from Studio C. Oregon has become the first state in the, un- in the, in the nation to decriminalize the possession and personal use of all drugs. Can I just make a side comment here? What is it? What a bunch of assholes they are in Oregon. (laughs) And now the news. (laughs) Voters in the state approved of Measure 110 on Wednesday, and uh, the initiative expands access to addiction assistance and other health services, which they will need, offering aid to those who need it instead of arresting and jailing people for drugs. Now... You know, Smitty, and I know that I'm all on board with marijuana legalization nationwide. Yes. Okay, there's no question about it. Because it's not really a drug. It's an herb. Okay. (laughs) The the machine broke. Did it? Yeah, it it broke. The teletype? Yeah, somebody stepped on it. What if some news happens? News? Possession of drugs in that state, such as heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine, will no longer be punishable by jail time. You know what this is going to do, don't you? No. It's going to make everybody in Oregon a drug addict. The ones that aren't in Antifa are already drug addicts. I think I'll try heroin tonight. What the hell's wrong with that state? 
It's going to be like San Francisco with people sitting on the sidewalk injecting air. Oh, you can't touch me. It's a, it's a traffic ticket. I, mean, I, I saw that firsthand. I couldn't believe it. It's going to be messed up. San Francisco. Now, again, I understand people have addiction problems. They have drug problems, and I, and I get that. But you can't just say, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't do whatever you want. You can't do that. Some people are addicted to sex. Do you want them humping each other on the streets? <laughs> they do that in San Francisco. Uh, anyway, okay, that's the top story. <laughs> There's one. This is a Boston-related story. A Beacon Hill lawmaker is renewing calls to investigate a controversial group whose slogan is to, quote, free all criminals from jail. Ooh. Just last week, providing bail to the Danvers man with a long criminal record accused of breaking into Charlie Baker's home. That's the governor. The Massachusetts Bail Fund, a nonprofit organization that operates in virtual secrecy and doesn't disclose its donors, posted $5,000 to spring Lane Foreman from jail, who is now charged with breaking and entering after waltzing into Baker's Swampscott house while the Republican governor's wife and daughter were home. Okay? I mean, so... And they let him out. Now, this is like an Ayanna Presley. Is that her name? Yeah. She's the one that doesn't have her hair anymore? Yeah. She is all for this, uh, this activity. And I don't, I don't, you just spring people, it doesn't matter. Just, let's get them out. I wonder how Ayanna would feel if this guy broke into her house and, you know, while she was home. Stole her razor. Or something. Now, the, the whole problem with this is that, that... The bail fund is seemingly indiscriminate. I've heard in stories about New York, oh, they're releasing rapists and murderers yep. and violent criminals, armed robbery people, releasing them. They were doing it during the COVID situation because they just didn't have room. And what are we going to do? And well, they, they should have just given them masks because, you know, the masks really work. They do. Yeah. My point in this whole thing is that you can't just say, well, okay, and this bail fund that operates in secrecy is, is obviously a nonprofit organization. They probably have a tax ID number, so they don't pay. They take the money in, they collect the money, and then some of it goes to bail. I say some of it, not all of it. goes to bail out these bad people who should not be bailed out of jail, period. End of story. What, so, do, they, what do they do with the rest of the money? Who knows? Maui. Who knows what they do? Maui, Maui. The uh, state senator, Ryan Fatman, F-A-T-T-M-A-N, a uh, Republican from Sutton, said, I called for an investigation into the Massachusetts bail fund to prevent actions like this from occurring, and I hope this offense illuminates the real dangers of a free-them-all mission. What's his name again? Bettman? Ryan Fatman. Fatman. Uh, yeah, F-A-T-T-M-A-N. And he's, he's from kind of out, out where I live. Uh, I've never met the man, but... Uh, thank, thank you, Ryan. He's, he's fighting for, obviously, but this is a dumb thing. Just, I understand bail, minor offenses, violent criminals? I know. Insanity. It's insanity, I say. Insanity. Now, here's one from East Tennessee. More news? More news. <laughs> East uh, Tennessee, USA. More news. That phlegm ball I just coughed up has hair in it. <laughs> Local authorities in East Tennessee arrested a man in relation with, uh, to a recent theft. And how did they do it? Well, they did some unique forensics. The sheriff's office in uh, Anderson County confirmed the arrest of Hugh John Sieber, age 50, after they found his finger at the scene of the crime. 
Sieber was charged with felony theft of property after reportedly stealing a log splitter last week. Oh. Authorities said the victim noticed tools and other items at the end of their driveway, which included cell phones and the suspect's severed finger. Severed. 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 That, was okay. that was all right. At 9 a.m., they found, they found a cell phone in his finger. The sheriff's office then called local hospitals to see if anyone had been admitted for a missing finger. Sure enough. <laughs> yeah, he was dropped at the Methodist Hospital. Did they reattach it? Well, Sieber was interviewed by a detective and later charged. The sheriff said, I'm very proud of the work our guys did today. Mr. Sieber's finger pointed us in the right direction, and that led him to being charged. The sheriff's office confirmed Sieber underwent surgery for the severed finger prior to Thursday evening. They got nine fingerprints off of him. (laughs) Nine. One of them was illegible. And that's the news. I'm Dale Dorman. Remember Dale? Wasn't he a great guy? I'm Larry Flint, and that's the news. Uh, I, you know, I used to start my old, old television show with a fake name every single night. Yep. It didn't matter. I'd just make up some me. You know, my name's Edwin Conk, and I'd find it in a phone book because uh, I was ashamed of using my real name because our production values were so low. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, they were just... Um, I have come across a list of things. First of all, I, I so wanted to talk about the... Very relevant issue of voter fraud. Oh. But I, I put this idea out, and you remember this, Smitty? Yeah, I do, yeah. I put out this idea of a citizen ID card mm-hmm. that every American citizen has to have to prove that it's them, to prove there's a, it's a picture ID. It's a, a citizen card that shows you're an American citizen. And by the way, you can't vote if you're not an American citizen. It's illegal. So if you go, if you have this citizen ID card, you can go, you can collect benefits from the government if you're collecting them, welfare or social security or child without food benefits or whatever it is. Would it double as a passport? It could. Yeah. Uh, it could certainly ease your, your, your ability to get a passport. The citizen ID card, one per person, like just like it's supposed to be one vote per person. Now when you go to vote, you show them the card. Now they say, oh, what about the absentee voting? Okay, you have a PIN number, just like a credit card. You can't vote unless you know the PIN number, and, it, and only once. If somebody votes and their PIN is used, no one else can use that PIN. It's done. You can't use that card anymore. So there's not going to be duplication of votes. There's not going to be people fake voting, dead people voting, all those things that have been happening that people are questioning, not going to happen. The argument is that it's racist. No, it's not. And, it's, and it, preve- it promotes voter suppression. Why? I don't know. It makes no sense, Wait, no. but that's what they argue. No, you're, you're, you're a citizen. Here's your citizen card. Now you can vote. Yep. Okay. How does that suppress anything? And there are those who say it's very expensive and it takes a long time to put those things together. Well, guess what? So does so, so does looking into the, the entire voting process is a joke yeah, right now. It's just to vote for the president. Did you vote? I did, absolutely. I did too. Yeah. Now, I went in, over to the school in my... In, in person. Me too. Yeah. I went over to the school in my neighborhood where, where the voting place was, you know, and I, they, I walk in and they say, what's your street? So I say, bup, 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 street. They say, okay... Line one over there. There's two districts. They go, oh, oh, district one. So I go to district one. I walk up. They said, what's your street? I said, it's this street. Blah, blah, blah. Name? Adams. Michael? Yeah, that's me. Okay, go ahead. They don't check your ID. I, Joe, it could be 
somebody else voting for me, or I could be vo- if I knew a guy that was living on that street who couldn't, you know, too old to function or can't vote or whatever, I could go in and give his name yeah. and the street if I just know where he lives. And your address is not a hard thing to come by. I go in and say, yeah, I'm voting, and, and that's. Anyway, it's really troubling that it's so simple. I like the idea of the Everybody card. Everybody has a card. A laminated card, like your license. Just like your license. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's all linked in to, to the, you know, and now you they know it's you. You can get on a plane. You can get a passport. You can collect your, your benefits without fraud. You can vote without fraud because they know it's you. You know, and I would think, and I don't want to get political, but I would think that with all of the resistance from the Democrats. Yeah. All saying, what do you mean voter fraud? Like, seriously, you know, Trump should just concede. Well, if I they, get that. If but they won fair and square, wouldn't they be proud as hell to say, hey, let's count every one of these votes. I right. want to show you guys what we did. Right. Uh-huh. And more importantly, let's make it right for the future so no one can bring this up again. Yeah. So, so we don't, don't ever have to hear this crap again. To me, when I hear the reports and they say, oh, this guy voted. Oh, yeah, well, he died in 06. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, those are little micro, you know, microbes of... of uh, of evidence, and there's probably a lot of those that are going on. If somebody, especially in a local election, if somebody wants to take control of a local election where the, the difference between winning and losing is five or ten votes or 50 votes, mm-hmm. they can use the voter rolls. And by the way, you know who else can use the voter rolls? Russia, China. Yeah. They can get access to that stuff. So our voting system needs to be overhauled just so we don't have to think about was there voter fraud. You know, that's, oh, we shouldn't have to think about that. That was pretty good. Was, you uh, came up with that segment yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think about it. It's like, what the hell, man? And, you know, the other thing is, and I just say this, this is not, it, people don't misconstrue this. If you're, if you're coming to this country illegally, and let's say you're from another country. Let's say you're from Russia or Mexico or Ireland or, you know, Central America, and you're a bad person. You're going to say, I want to go to America because there are easy marks there for, for stealing from the system. I'm going to go there. If I'm a criminal, I'm going to make sure I get into America one way or the other, sneak into America, and guess what? I'll just hide in a sanctuary city if they're not going to bust me. Everything free in America. And I'll do all my crimes there because there's a lot more money there to steal than there is in other countries. That's why we are a magnet for these people. Magnet is the word. We let a million immigrants in every single year legally, which is fine. I'm all for it. As as has been said a thousand times, we're all immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants. I get that, and it's so true. Um, just because my ancestors came over on the Mayflower doesn't mean me <laughs> doesn't make me special. But here's what the problem is: we are 11 million uh, illegal people minimum living in this country. We don't know what, what they're doing or what they're working or where their money's going. It doesn't matter. We let in a million immigrants every single year. That's 2,739 immigrants per day. 2,700 immigrants every day. It's 84,000 immigrants a month. Don't you think that's enough? Do we have to open the borders again now? Yeah. That's what I think they want to do. <sighs> okay. Okay. But it, it, Give me that Snapple. It fits in with all the other sense they're making. I don't know. I mean, it's like there's certain things that just don't. There's certain policies, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, they don't make sense. Yeah, that's right. And and if we could just eliminate those and make sense of some of this stuff, damn it, I'll run for president. You know, Biden's seventy, going to be seventy-eight when he's in when he's uh, uh, 
inaugurated, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm way far away from 78. Think of all the shit I could get done, Smitty, in the next 12 years. <laughs> could I help? Yes. <laughs> all right. We're going to have a <clears> – <throat> oh, first of all. What is it? I found this list of things, and it was interesting because, you know, I'm a baby boomer. You're a baby boomer, yeah. right? We're both boomers. Boomers. And for all the uh, shit – oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, Ben's not here so to ring the bell, and he's not a baby boomer. But here are a list of things that baby boomers always did when we were young. Do you like a little music to accompany this? Do you have music? Sure. I yeah, do. sure. I'll listen. I'll come mm-hmm. up with uh, this one here. Hi. Here's my list of things baby boomers did that we don't do anymore. Seatbelts. We didn't wear seatbelts. We rode all over hell without seatbelts when we were kids. You know? I'm not saying it's a bad idea to have a seatbelt. I'm saying, well, how come no one thought of that a long time ago? <laughs> right? Huh? I mean, think how good looking I'd be if I didn't smash through that windshield going 80. Look at me. It makes you, it gives you a look of distinction. Uh, no one did childproofing when I was a kid. You know, there's an electrical plug. You, you, you try to stick a fork in there or something like that. No one put those little plastic guards on there. Nothing feels like getting shocked for the first time. No one. <laughs> when I was a kid, no one ever said, oh, you're playing with rock'em sock'em robots. Huh? What is that, a boy's toy? You can't play with Barbie dolls? Boys and girls' toys. I mean, they should be separate. Right? Well, it's for whoever chooses to play with whatever. How about uh, walking to school? They don't do that anymore. Nope. You, even if you live right across from the school, you get on a bus. Uphill both ways. Ridiculous. Uh, how about drinking water out of a hose? Yep. <laughs> Made in China. In the summertime, you just grab the hose and you put it up and you drink it. I don't think anybody, I think people are paranoid of that. Uh, how about getting spanked? Did you ever get spanked? Uh, I, it, twice. I got spanked twice a week. And it had the desired effect. <laughs> I honestly, I, I swear to God, I was the only kid in my family who got spanked regularly, and it was—it had to be at least once a week. Well, you were a little wisecracking smartass when you were. I was a little <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I was, and I had all kinds of ADD issues, and yeah, and I was a bad kid. I was a bad kid. I didn't get to be a good person until about 2017. I remember when I told my dad he was going to be a grandfather and I was going to be a father. He said, "What? Give me 20 minutes." I said, "What?" He was out in the garden. Yeah. So I came in the house. And my mother says, uh, did you tell your father? I said, yeah, but he, he didn't say anything. You know, the words you want to hear, remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. And um, he wanted me to give him 20 minutes. So I look at the, wall, at the clock on the wall, and I waited for 20 minutes on the dot. I went back out to the garden, and uh, he said, okay, tell me again. He put his foot up on the pitchfork. He leaned toward me. I said, you're going to be a grandfather, and I'm going to be a father. And, and he looked at me. He pointed right at me. He said, "Now you'll know." And really? Those, he said, "Those are the words you're going to remember forever." And man, was he right! Only. And he had a pitchfork, he so did. he backed it up with he, he, uh, a backed, sign of strength. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I well, as any parent knows, you know your children. You get uh, insanity is inherited from your children. I yeah, think that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. Exactly. And that, I believe me, I'm there. Yep. Uh, how about riding bicycles with no helmets? Every kid has a helmet on. I had a major concussion when I was five years old, falling off a bike with no helmet. And it, it, it really affected me. In a good way. What? <laughs> Remember riding, your, you'd be on your bike and you'd be riding full blast and you'd just jump off 
and, sure. and roll in the grass and let the let the bike end up where it is. Yeah. Uh, how about the how about getting drafted? Draft cards. Did you get drafted or did you enlist? I enlisted, but I got a draft card. It uh, came in the mail. Yeah, me too. I was I was four uh, F or one A. Well, I can't remember which. Uh, how about the uh, the the amazing Ford Pinto? They don't make those anymore. Uh, the exploding cars. That's right. You get one hit in the rear and the thing blows up. Uh, how about playing on a trampoline? My kids, have, my boys have a trampoline, but there's a net around it. How about the net, the, the netless trampolines they used to have, where oh, you yeah. just bounce and fly anywhere you want to? <laughs> Remember those? There's nothing like bouncing on the trampoline, having a ball, and then landing on the ground, where there's no bounce. When we were growing up. Boys didn't cry. Boys weren't supposed to cry. Now they're encouraged to cry and, and to let out their feelings, which I think is probably okay, depending on the kids. We're dressed like Harry Styles. Mental situation. Yeah. Uh, hitchhiking. I once hitchhiked from Hartford to uh, Washington, D.C. I got six rides. Wow. And I was in danger the entire time when I was 16 years old. <laughs> but nobody hitchhikes at all now. You don't see them. No. You, you never, ever see a hitchhiker. The closest you'll see is when someone's car is broken down. And they're, like, trying to wave you down for a ride or something. Um, something else that's big now, never was when we were young, was sunscreen. <laughs> I didn't use sunscreen. I mean, I remember copper tone. They had copper tone. Yeah, and they, I remember my mother used to use um, uh, Johnson's baby oil. And I, I think that didn't do anything for you. She, she slathered it on with me at the beach. <laughs> and, of course, you're it's, all shiny and greasy. Yeah. Just roasted your skin. Yeah. Uh, people used to become blood brothers when they were little kids. They'd cut their hands and then put their cuts together to become like the old Indian uh, blood brother thing going on. Yeah. That's never done. No. Um, smoking. Everybody wanted to smoke when, when we were young because everybody that was cool smoked. It didn't matter if it was James Bond or, or Lyndon Johnson. Look at all the movies from the 40s. Everybody smoked. All the time. So they smoked and drank. Even the women. Yeah. And they sw- spit and swore. and right. It was gross. Um, how, about, how about this? Sugar cereals. Ooh. The biggest selling cereals when I was a kid, Frosted Flakes, Sugar Pops, Sugar smacks. In fact, they were called sugar frosted flakes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the pops are sweeter. The taste is new. They're shot with sugar through and through. Kellogg's sugar corn pops. Sugar, sugar pops, pops are tops. I remember that. Playing with guns? No, if you even make your fingers look like a gun when you're in elementary school now, they, they send you home. Yep. If you take your fingers and point it at somebody like it's a gun and use your thumb as the, No, you're, you're, you're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and of course, Smitty and I both have this favorite: pogo sticking. The pogo sticks, yeah. I, I jumped a thousand times when I was six years old, over a thousand times, and the neighbors all were gathering around because I wouldn't stop, and I was going. And they counted. were they all counting? Yeah, they were counting. Nine hundred, nine fifty, eight, a thousand, one thousand sixty. Finally, I fell off in total exhaustion and threw up on the sidewalk. <laughs> For real. But you pogo sticked upstairs. I pogo sticked up a flight of stairs. Yeah, not not just two or three <laughs> stairs. There were twelve steps all the way from the first floor to the second. And didn't floor. fall. Did not fall. And then there, all the kids were saying, "Come on down. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Can you do yeah. it coming down?" I almost tried, and then I thought, "This Try. is this is bad." Try. Yeah. Well, it's oh wait, hold on. I think I was twelve. There. Okay, now time for the quiz of the week. Smitty quiz. and I are both former disc jockey radio people for our whole careers. Smitty's been working in radio since, what, 1910? Yep. When Marconi was still alive? I gave him the idea. And uh, I've been working in radio ever since uh, Don Imus stole my wallet. On a... 
<laughs> but I have a, I have a list of, of songs. These are the top 50 songs. I'm not going to give you the whole list, but I'm going to pick and choose. All right. And I'm going to tell you either the title or the artist. And I'm going to figure out what. Yeah. And the year, 1969. Are you ready? Yes, sir, I am. <clears throat> this gentleman had two hit records in, in 1969. One of them was Crimson and Clover. What was the other one? Crystal Blue Persuasion. By Tommy James and the Shondells. I follow him on Twitter, by the way. Did you know that? You're one for one. Who did the song Get Together? Youngbloods. Who did the song Grazing in the Grass? The Friends of Distinction. Who did the song It's Your Thing? Isley Brothers. Here's the song I my I hear this and it makes me want to cry because my mother's name was Jean. Who did Jean? Jean, Jean, uh, Oliver. Yes. Yeah. You're uncanny. That means without a can. Without a can. Canless. Who did? Uh, oh no! I'll name the band. You tell me what they had for hit record. Oh God. Okay, this is gonna make it a little harder. The song, or rather, the group is called The Letterman. Turn around, look at me. No, that's the Vogues. <laughs> and that was the uh, idea. Yeah. So that was 68. The Letterman. <clears throat> the Letterman. Not David Letterman. It's one of those cheese ball songs. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I, okay. You give up? I do. Hurt so bad. Oh. That's the, the little wait, Anthony. Little Anthony and the Imperial. But the, the Letterman redid it oh. in kind of a lily white, yeah. uh, you know, white bread type of way. <laughs> But it was a hit. Okay, who did the song Time of the Season? The Zombies. Correct. Can you name another hit song by... Oh, wait, hold on. No. Okay, I got it. All right. Who did, who did the song Love Can Make You Happy? Love can make you happy if you've got to take a dump. Oh, Petula Clark. No. No, I don't know. It was a group called Mercy. Oh, they were one hit wonder. Yeah. And finally, the who what was the name of the song that Spiral Staircase made a hit? Spiral Staircase with a big hit in 1969. Bill Smith, Smitty Man, what's your answer? <laughs> the Spiral Staircase. I I'm blanking on the spiral staircase. I remember the name. I, I bet I remember the song. I love you more today than, than yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yeah, gosh, hey, you know the other one I liked on here is "Build Me Up Buttercup" by the Foundations. We should get we should get uh, Joe and Jerry to do that song tonight. They will. They're here. I think they're in the dressing room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So now your your turn. I think you got three wrong or four wrong. Yeah, but uh, I have songs from. Oh wait, let's dramatic effect. 1973. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll get every single one of these. You think okay. so? Yeah, absolutely. Are I, you kidding me? And no. for those of you playing along at home, 1973 was a fabulous year for a guy named Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and here's a song recorded by a pole vaulter from Poland in 1975 on American Top 40. Now everybody knows the top 20. Most everybody, any any person that's familiar with Smitty, I know all the music. top 50. You know the top 50. I know every... You tell yeah. me the name of the song, I'll tell you the artist. Let's go to the top 50, shall we? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll start with number 50 and work backwards. Would you like to do that? Whatever you want. All right, here we go. I'll get them all. The top 50 song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, how about that? I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll clear my throat. 
We may never pass this way again. Maureen McGovern. Wrong. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What are you talking about? We. Oh, no. Oh. We. Oh, it's, it's, it's not even a female. Correct. I'm, I was thinking of the morning after. Hold on. Maureen McGovern. We. <laughs> Go ahead. We may never pass this way again. Seals and Crofts. You are correct, sir. All right, I, I, so I was thinking of uh, something completely different. I'm glad you started again. All right. Now we're going down the list. We're going backwards from the top 40. Or the top 50. Yeah. Okay. I get 11 seconds. Ooh, baby. Who sang ooh? Well, the, the baby. Linda Ronstadt version, well, of course, is different from the. No, that's ooh, baby, baby. This is a song called ooh, baby. For I asked the man who knows all the songs. Oh, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ooh, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. He also oh, has oh. some. Would you like a hint? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to give you one. Come on, give me one. Because <laughs> well, that's a ooh, baby. Uh, who sang Alone Again Naturally? Gilbert O'Sullivan. Okay, who sang Ooh, baby? Now, give that piece of shit. That wasn't a hit. It was a hit. It was not a hit. Who sang Half Breed? Uh, Cher. Who sang Nut Bush City Limits? Nut Bush City Limits. Yep. I don't know. Was it a proctologist? Uh, somebody you know and, and you love. And they're famous. They're iconic. No, Nut Bush City Limits? Nut Bush City Limits. That's not wasn't a hit. Ike and Tina Turner. No, it wasn't a hit. It sure was. It so it so was not not in my town. It was in the top fifty. All right, keep going. You, these are all. This is all the crap. We're okay. weeding out the driftwood well, here. Well, well, of course you said you knew them all. So I, I do. All right, let's go. If to... they were hits, <laughs> these are these were classified as hits. Right, hold on, I'm gonna move up to the. Where'd top. you get that list, man? That's not Billboard. This is absolutely a Billboard list. Top of the world. All right, Who keep going. It? That's t- Carpenters. Who sang Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? My Elton John. See, these are the stupid ones. The top well, four. Just so, keep going. I'm going to get them all. All right. Who sang <laughs> Till You Come Back to Me? Uh, Aretha Franklin. Very good. How about uh, I Can't Stand the Rain? Uh, the uh, the Temptations. That's uh, no. Uh, I Can't Stand the Rain was done by. Uh, I Can't Stand the Rain. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Black guy. Woman. Black woman. Yep. Yeah, the dramatics? Uh, no. No, that's walking in the rain. Ann Peebles. No, she, see, that was not a hit. And it was. Oh. She's now a black guy. She had the surgery. <laughs> who's who's saying? She is. Who sang Sweet Understanding Love? That was not a hit. It is. It's absolutely it a hit. It is so not a hit. 1973 by the Four Tops. You heard that no, song? That, well, you know what? I should dig that out. Go to the top 30 because this is all crap. None of these were hits. No, listen to this. The man says, I know them all. We're at number 50. I don't... Okay, but try this. Okay. Um, who sang Come Get to This? This was number 22. Come Get to This. Come Get to This. Very big song, giant artist. You'd love him. I, this was not a hit. Marvin Gaye. See that I, I know what his hits were. He he now, had sexual healing. Now, he had let's get it on. Now, this is he 19- had Marv with Tammy Terrell. He you what did you grab the soul now, chart? This is no. This is a giant hit. Well, it's right next to a song right, named. Do me a favor. I got a name. Start. That's Jim Croce. But that's start right. at the top and go down. Let's see how long it takes me before I miss one. All right, here we go. You got all no, right. Number one. Because right. these number fifty all hits, right, so, Smitty. Holy uh, shit! I'm getting my ass kicked here. Well, you said you knew them all. I well, gave you I, I know only the hits, though. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. God, this is awful. These are all hits. I'll show this. Here, I'm looking at the I've, list right I've, here. I've, 
All right. Mm-hmm. Top of the world, you know the Carpenters. You goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, Elton John. Who sang The Most Beautiful Girl? With Charlie world? Rich. Yeah, very good. Just You and Me. Uh, that's Chicago. Photograph. Uh, Ringo. Space Race. Billy, uh, Billy Preston. Uh, number seven that year was The Love I Lost. Uh, Me- Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Hello, It's Me. That's Todd Rundgren. Keep on trucking. That's Eddie Kendrick. Leave Me Alone, Ruby Red. That's Helen Reddy. Midnight Train to Georgia. That's Gladys Pip and the Knights. The number 12 <laughs> song from 1973 was You're Ready, Come Go With Me. Come Go With Me? You're Ready, if you're ready. Excuse that, me. Sounds, that sounds like a if Marvin Gaye. If you're ready, come go with me. The Staple Singers. Uh, see, they suck. Time in a Bottle. <laughs> Jim Croce. <laughs> Heartbeat, it's a love beat. That's the DeFranco family. Almost sounded like Joe Castiglione there for a second. Heartbeat, it's a love beat. All right. The Joker. Uh, Steve Miller. Never, never going to give you up. Uh, That's Barry White. You keep going. You're doing all right. Let me serenade you. Don't know. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Many, many hits. You challenged us on this once. (laughs) How many songs Three Dog Night had? That's not, Let Me Serenade You was their worst song, and it was, it was not even a hit. Okay, who sang Paper Roses? That's Marie Osmond. My Music. I banged her, by the way. <laughs> my my Music. Uh, uh, that sounds like Loggins and Messina. Uh, very good. Okay, the last one. <laughs> Rock and Roll Baby. Rock and Roll Baby by a band you know and love. They sound so beautiful. The lead singer is Russell Tompkins, Jr., Great big man with a high voice. Well, you should have done 1973 if you know all these tunes. Uh, the stylistics. <laughs> Jeez. There's a spark of magic uh, in your eyes. Great songs. They were great, but that was not a hit. That so I mean um, that, you know that must I think that might have been that the, was the number twenty oh, hit from you know nineteen seventy three. So that was seventy three. That was the year I was in the hospital and oh, in a coma. That explains. Oh, it. Jesus! Next, all right, we'll fix this that next time. That explains it. Okay. All right, let's get Joe and Jerry in here. Can they do the? Can they do the butter? Build me a buttercup. I don't know. Let's see. I'll wave them in here. Come on I'll, in here, guys. Okay. Okay, Troop, you ready? You want the first verse or the second verse? Why oh, they're in the room already? I'll do the second verse, Joe. All right, I'll do the first verse. Sounds like a plan. Moron. Why do you build me up? Build me up! Buttercup, baby, just to let me down. Let me down! And mess me around, and then, worst of all... Worst of all... You never call me, baby, when you say you will. You say you will. But I love you still. I need you. I need you! More than anyone, darling. Darling. You know that I have from the start. Right from the start? So build me up. Build me up. Buttercup. Don't break my heart. I'll be over at 10. You told me time and again, but, but you're late. I wait around and then ah. I run to the door. Can't take any more. It's not you. Swing in a pop-up. You let me down again. Baby, baby, try to find a little time. So I make you mine, I'll be home, I'll be sitting beside Get the it together, phone like Daryl Strawberry, waiting for you. You're screwing it up. Ooh, 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 ooh. Why do you build me up? Build me up. Buttercup, baby, just to let me down. Let and me Shaw's down. And mess me around. And then, worst of all. Worst of all. You never call me, baby, when you say you will. What's up with that? You're kind of an asshole. I need I you. I hear you. More than anyone, darling, mm-hmm. you know that I have from, from the, the start. start. So, come build on, me build me up, Buttercup. 
Don't break my heart. Well, it's pretty good here, Joe. To you, I'm a toy, but I could be the boy you adore. That's Shaw's. Because you're a little slut. Although you're untrue, I'm attracted to you all the more. That's Shaw's. Why do I need you so? Because you're a slut. Baby, baby, find the time, a little time, and I'll make you some slime. I'll be on the phone, or I'll be home waiting for you going, Oh, that's that's disgusting. Disgusting. Why do you build me up? Build me up! finish here. Just to let, let me, me down, down and mess me around and then worst of all, all you hardly ever call me when you say you will yeah but i love you still i need you i, I need, need you. you more than anyone darling you, you know, know that, that i have, have from, from the start. start so build me up buttercup don't break my heart More than anyone, baby. Calm down, Joe. You know that I have from the start. Take a chill pill. So build me up. Build me up. Buttercup, don't break my heart. And don't cut a fart.